This is a podcast from Minute Media. Sox fans, here are the Bastards of Boston Baseball. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Bastards of Boston Baseball. Tonight we're going to be going over some signings that took place today. Nothing Red Sox related, one that maybe we were kind of hoping the Red Sox would be in on. So we'll talk about that and perhaps maybe some directions the Red Sox might take. Uh, Joining me tonight, only 24 hours after the last show, Charlie Smith and Matthew Orso is with us and he's done I think three or four shows in the past I feel like we don't have him on enough so good to have you with us tonight thanks for having me it's gonna be fun (laughs) yeah Yeah, welcome welcome on Matthew welcome thank you Matthew is from the dark side he he roots for the Yankees so he's uh not terribly uh reverse yeah reverse yeah, so he's he's a little frustrated as well with his side of the spectrum. But the big signing of the day, Carlos Rodon, who is someone I wanted, and uh, Charlie's going to have a take on it here pretty quick. But he goes to the San Francisco Giants, who have been very aggressive with short-term deals in the last few years to their rotation. And he gets a two-year deal, $22 million per, so 44 overall. And I think there is an opt-out after the first year. So, Charlie, what's your take on that? I'm hurt. I mean, I'm really annoyed and bothered because our, our rotation is, is not the prettiest right now because after your top two-tier uh, guys and Chris Sale and and Nate Evaldi, both of which have gone through major um, injuries in the past. And great, granted, Evaldi is, you know, he, he pitched the season of his life last year. Chris Sale came back after uh, a very extended break because of, of an injury as well. We're left with players that we really don't know what we're going to get. Paxton, we're not sure when exactly he's going to be coming back. Rich Hill is, I mean, pretty sure he invented baseball. He's been playing so many damn years. Uh, Pavetta, I'm curious to see what's going to happen. But, I mean, had you had Chris Sale, Nate Evaldi, and you had him Carlos Rodon in there, uh, another, like, powerhouse pitcher who can really get the job done. I know that it's another lefty in there, but he essentially replaces the Batitude, uh, you know, David Price. And if I had the choice between Carlos Rodon or David Price, even last year, the year before that, I still would have taken Carlos Rodon. And last year, uh, 2021, the White Sox paid him $3 million deal on a prove-it deal. Like, nobody took a chance on Carlos Rodon, and it blew my mind away. Nobody wanted him. And Chicago was like, yeah, sure, we'll give you $3 million. And he went out and proved himself to the tune of two years and 44 million dollars seven times the salary of last year all over again 
and he's he doesn't even have to do what he did last year uh, for it to be like a, a win in in my book because this is going to be somebody that if he's firing all cylinders, holy crap, watch out, stand aside. It's going to be eventful. He finished fifth in the Cy Young voting. Carlos Rodon did, and Evaldi was fourth, but had Rodon pitched more than 132 innings, he probably would have edged out Evaldi, I'm guessing. And he hadn't really had a full season Rodon uh, since 2018, so he, he was dealing with a little bit of shoulder fatigue, hadn't pitched you know, in a, in a few years, um, you know, several innings. So, so I, I think that kind of dogged him as they got close to the playoffs, but he had a 237 ERA and his strikeout per nine was 12.5. So it's insane. Three, it's literally insane. Three points higher than a Voldy. So, yep. Matthew, go ahead. What are your thoughts? Well, lowest ERA in the majors last season, minimum 130 innings. This is a young lefty. As a Yankee fan, I wanted him. I wanted him in the Bronx to go in that rotation. And if he went to Boston, that's not a too shabby top three with Paxton, potentially, because when Paxton is right, he can also be one of those top-tier left-handed pitchers. So it is a loss for Boston. I think it's a great move by San Francisco because they lost Kevin Gossman. So it's a good move. Replenish the rotation. They re-signed uh, Di Scalfani, who had a good year last year as well. I think it's going to be very interesting to see how he does um, in San Fran because if you're the White Sox and they're competing right now, they're a top. They're the top team in that division. So if you couldn't offer Rodon that kind of money, I'm not saying I know anything. I don't. This is just based off of observation. There's something tells me that they see his medicals and they know something's fishy. Just just based on the fact that why wouldn't they offer him a deal? Why wouldn't they do something? Because it would go, go ahead. Go ahead, Charles. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm just oh, used to doing that on the show. Like, I want to say something. After he's he's up next, oh, basically. Oh, oh. Finn, go ahead. Oh, finish okay. your take. Gotcha, gotcha. But um, I, I don't know. Like, why does why didn't Chicago offer him something? To me, that that kind of raises a red flag. Um, only 132 innings last year. When healthy, one of the top left-handed pitchers in baseball at this moment. But it is a question of health, and I'm not. I think it'll be interesting to see what he does, especially because he does have that opt-out reportedly after the first year. So he could very well re-enter free agency after next season. We'll see what happens. Uh, Matthew, you bring up an incredibly important point. In the last three seasons, only once has he pitched more than seven times in a season. His first uh, three out of his first four, he cracked 23 times. Never once pitched 30 games in a season. Injuries are uh, unfortunately part of the package with Rodon, um, but there is so much to look at and just marvel at. A 2.37 ERA, that's almost one and a half lower than the next guy, which was Evaldi on that list. And he threw 130 innings. That's 50 less innings of work than I think Evaldi, because I don't think Evaldi hit 200 uh, last year. I could be completely wrong, but I think he just missed it, and he almost matched him in strikeouts. So this is a guy who, in a dominant division, a dominant league, um, is now moving to the National League. If he hits under 220 strikeouts, I will be shocked. But then again, with the DH rule now changing, it's going to make it a little bit more interesting in the NL. So it's not a guarantee that the National League is an easier league anymore. 
Still, overall, the points that you made, Matthew, what we discussed earlier, I still think this is a major loss. And he's essentially going to be replacing Gaussman uh, in San Francisco. Now, had San Fran retained Gaussman and added Rodone, oh my God. I, I know that I was one of the only ones that liked Gaussman, but that's scary too. You talked but it might have been amazing into Gaussman, yeah, you know, towards uh, you know the start of November. But the White Sox have Kopech now, and I, I think he's going to probably be a starter going forward. So that maybe that's what they're thinking along the lines of. Um, not bringing back Rodon. So hopefully Matthew's uh, hunch isn't correct because I kind of like the idea of the Giants giving the the Dodgers and the Padres all the hell that they can give them (laughs) as well. Now, Red Sox fans, some of them were kind of holding out hope that perhaps perhaps Bloom might make a, a splash, uh, you know, with a guy like Rodon, but we have seven starting pitchers if you still plan on Tanner Houck. So I, I've been pretty convinced that they're done. Here's an ugly concept. This is the one I was teasing a few minutes ago before we came on. Jackie Bradley Jr. is the highest paid acquisition by Hein Bloom during his tenure. Jackie Bradley has gotten the most money by picking up the 12 million he's owed this year and the $8 million buyout. Hein Bloom hasn't put more money into any other player. So so add that with your Carlos Rodon hopes and whoever else we're hoping for here in the next couple weeks. I think Charles's face is going to turn as red as the Red Sox jerseys. Um, you go first, Matthew, and I'll go after. Okay. Um, I, one, that's amazing number. I That never would have occurred to me. Um, so the players, because we're going to talk Simmons, I think, later. Uh, the players with the two lowest OPSs in baseball last season. Minimum 400 plate appearances. Simmons was the second worst. And the worst was Jackie Bradley Jr. And I get it. Great defense. I get it, but not enough to overcome the very much lack of offense and losing Hunter Renfro. No, that that I I I don't see it. To me, I just don't see it. So that that move, you you already you already hit on one of the subjects. Um, not pretty, not good. And um, as much as I dislike Bloom for the moves that he's made, because some of them have just been downright, I mean, stupid. They just haven't been, they haven't been, they make no sense. They lack logic. Um, The move that they made had nothing to do with uh, just bring back Jackie Bradley. That, That move was you paid the cost to get the picks, uh, or the players, excuse me, those minor leaguers, and the cost to get those players was also having to suck up the uh, the addition of Jackie Bradley. Um, the defense is great when it's there, and I remember um, Jackie Bradley hit a, a big home run in the first game of the season as a Brewer, and I was like, wow, okay, well, okay. And then we just saw Jackie do Jackie again. Jackie just kind of fell apart, and his numbers have continued to dwindle down 
with the the outlier 2020 year for five straight seasons. 2016 to 2017, his numbers fell off. 2018 to 2019, you saw the batting average take another uh, another dive. 2019 to 2020, the batting average went up, but the numbers still continued to come down. And then last year, it just it fell through the floor. Uh, and truth be told, like he's not going to be playing baseball after his contract is over. It's just not going to happen. Um, it, it's really sad to say, like his body just it's it's not meant for baseball like from for an offense standpoint i don't know if he can't see the ball but defensively he's great so he can see the ball there he just can't make the adjustments at the dish anymore i really only remember him having one great year and that was a couple years before they won the world series in 2016 and i said wow he finally figured it out he's in his mid-20s next year he'll blossom and then we just saw the dive that being said high and bloom has made some Really nice moves. In addition, you know, there have been a couple of moves where I said, you know what, I have to bite. I have to bite my tongue and say he, he made he made a good move here. Um, passing up on a lot of these picks, though, is or a lot of these guys that are available in free agency is starting to hurt, and it, it's going to start to hurt a little bit more during the season. Um, my hope, because I've been saying this for a couple years now, barring a major injury, because if if one of them happens, especially to the rotation it's going to get ugly again. It's not a proven rotation, really. Chris Sale hasn't proven he can pitch effectively since 2018. Evaldi's been pitching pretty well, but can he sustain good durability? That's unproven. Nick Pavetta, inconsistent his whole career. His entire career has been very inconsistent. Michael Waka has almost never been good outside of 2013. So we're, we're piling up a bunch of bodies and hoping things work out. Rich Hill might be good for a while. I don't think he's going to be good for the whole season. He has issues with blisters as well, which takes him, you know, puts him on the injured list. I'm still somewhat hopeful Tanner Houck is going to be a number two or a number three if he can finish developing that splitter, but that remains to be seen. So I don't like the fact that Bloom is just kind of cheaping out and passing up on these guys. I mentioned last night on the show, Ben Sherrington has the perfect blueprint. If you're waiting for prospects to come up and it's going to take two or three years, go get, go get your Napoli's and your Victorinos and your Johnny Gomes. And I think we got insanely lucky with Uihara, but, but he was a big part of that team. And, and do that because in 2013, Mookie wasn't going to be ready for a couple of years. Xander Bogarts uh, came up at the end of that season, but I don't think they knew that going into 2013. And Jackie Bradley was still a year or two away. And we accidentally won a championship. <laughs> so I'd like to see that. We've seen four championships with three other executives. And they all won their championships pretty fast. Epstein did it in his third year. Dombrowski, his third year. Sherrington, his second year. So we know what a championship looks like. And, you know, this little reinvent the wheel act that Bloom is doing, it's getting old. It's getting old. Because I don't know about how you feel, Matthew, but I think Toronto is going to run away with this division. I don't want to say run away. I think it's... I think it's honestly a th a two team race with two teams that could do it. So like Toronto and Tampa, then I think Yankees, Red Sox, 
as much as I, it kind of pains me to say it, I, I love what Toronto has offensively, that nucleus. Even losing Simeon and losing Robbie Ray, Ray didn't pitch well against the Yankees anyway, so it's probably a game getting Gossman. Um, but, and, and to your point, you can only reinvent the wheel so many times before people start to realize it's a wheel. And it's, I don't know, Boston, I, I kind of see you guys as a fourth place club this year. I, I don't want to be like the bearer of bad news or, or in this case, I think I'm kind of pointing the obvious a bit because you're, while the rotation has the potential to do great things, more likely than not, Sale, like you guys said, he has to prove himself again. Ovaldi, you know, he's been very lucky not getting injured the last few years. That could also get wiped away. He had a lot of injury problems early in his career. You know, if you got, even if you got Rodon, who, what do you, who, what's he going to do? You don't know. He pitched only 130 innings last year. It's good. It's going to be interesting. And, and you guys lost Eduardo Rodriguez too. Um, I feel like that's not always talked about, and not on this podcast, but in general, because I, he's a good left-handed pitcher to me, at least. I think you know, 19 game winner, 200 plus strikeouts. That's not something to sneeze at. And David Price, we always hit David Price, so I wish he stayed there. Um, but uh, anyone the Yankees can hit, which by the way, we were 10th and run scored in the AL last year. So there better be some Freddie Freeman, Carlos Correa. uh, There better be some moves in the next 24 hours or my red hair is going to like turn into fire and it's not going to be good. That'd be an interesting look for you, Matthew. I think that the fire red, the fire engine red might look good. Uh, I actually do think the Red Sox are going to end up in, in third or fourth too. I, I would... I think Toronto has the chance to be first again. I think they'll finish above Tampa Bay. I think Tampa Bay will finish above us. And I think New York has a chance to finish above us as well, which is where, you know, I think that's the third, fourth place spot. I don't think Baltimore has a chance again. They just, they don't have it. Um, and they're, they're it's going to be a cupcake again. And if we manage to get swept again, like last year to start the season, I'm going to be pretty upset, but um, I'll be happy. Good God. As, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. And, Believe me, as, as far as the Yankees go, I, I think you are going to get one of those two names. It's just not going to be the one you really, really want because I think one of them is already headed back to L.A. Hint, hint. Um, but, but that being said, I mean, there's – oh, God. Like Terry mentioned it already, the, the, the question mark surrounding the rotation is going to be something to continue to watch. And part of that is, is, is health and longevity and a couple of years since players have been at premium, uh, you know, peak health. And uh, God forbid you lose one of those guys for six months, the season is over. And for some folks, they think the season already is over. Uh, you know, we're already projecting the Red Sox to be a third, fourth place team. That's not going to get the playoffs. So what are we really doing? Um, and there are teams out there. The Yankees are, are, are fighting. The Yankees get one of those big bats. They're a top two team. And it's not, it's not really, you know, it's, it's second, third would be a gift. Uh, but I still think they're they're going to be a top two team at the end of this. I don't think Boston will have that this year. We still have to replace Kyle Schwarber. That presence, especially at the top of the order, like I've been harping on. I mean, he we tried it with Alex Verdugo before the trade, and then Schwarber came in and was an on-base machine, either getting hits or walks. Still have to replace him. You have to replace Hunter Renfro's production, which, you know, is that was his career best year. You know, he was hitting around 260, 330, 340 on base. You have to find that. And then you got to replace 
Hansel Robles, who might come back. I, I think he's probably the most likely to come back. And uh, Adam Ottavino. So you need two decent relievers. I put a nice list on Twitter earlier. I don't think Bloom's going to sign any of them. Joe Kelly was the popular one uh, on the list. But, uh, right. Yeah, so uh, there's a lot of work to do, and I don't want to... I don't want to get put in a hole early and we had a nice run the first couple of months last year. I doubt we'll be able to replicate that again with this type of a roster. Go ahead, Charlie. Yeah. So uh, that, that point that you just brought up with the relievers that you were listing, just think about how much money they're going to be commanding. And you know, as soon as you hear some of those price tags, Heim Bloom is already getting up at his chair before he's done hearing the full number. Because if it sounds like anything like set, nope, forget it. Eight, no, he wants like what or two. Like if it's a one or two, maybe. If it's anything seven, eight, ten, fifteen million a year, forget it. He's not gonna. He's not gonna invest that money because he's not thinking it's an investment. It's a waste. It's money that can be allocated towards something else. And unfortunately, we have still too many holes that are glaring, and it's it's not pretty. We need to get that resolved. And you know what? I want to make this point. The rotation market, it the next best starter right now to get is Yusei Kikuchi. And if I'm a Yankee fan, let's say, I don't want Yusei Kikuchi anywhere near, you know, wearing pinstripes. Um, the reliever market, Boston's not going to spend. I think the one guy you guys could get, and I think his name has been rumored with Boston, is Seiya Suzuki out of Japan. <clears throat> I think that would be an interesting outfield option for you guys. I'm in the minority. I'm not a fan of that. I kind of touched on it last night, uh, but it's that's kind of more up to Suzuki. It seems like the players that come from the Asian markets are, are a lot more specific on where they want to be, whereas you know players from here or perhaps you know the Caribbean countries, the Dominican and all of them, they they're just going to take the best offer. But I feel like I feel He's like got potential though. Yeah, uh, he could. He could. I mean, I, I I went on a rant. Charlie, you're pro Suzuki, aren't you? I think it'd be it'd be an interesting addition to the team if he ends up coming over. Um, we we need to get something. But Suzuki's been rumored to potentially also go to San Francisco. He's listed on on their team's potentials, and he's listed on ours. And I thought it was unofficially unofficial done deal to Boston. So the fact that it still hasn't happened yet does give me a little bit of pause. I, I, I thought it was already going to be done. Like I figured, okay, season's back on. Let's get this thing to be done already. Let's get this. Let's move on because we're not going to be, we're not going to be throwing pennies at, at Carlos Correa who thinks he's a $300 million player, which still blows my mind away. Um, you got to get something. I mean, the, the, the most expensive acquisition can't be Jackie Bradley. It, it just can't. You got it. You got to put money somewhere else. You you have to. There's still too many holes. You can't you can't expect, um, you know, the situation last year where we got lucky because of, um, oh my God, the rule five. <laughs> We're not going to hit that again. Go ahead, Matthew. I was going to say, Terry, that's the stat of the night. That's the stat of the night right there with Jackie Bradley Jr. Because if that's the most you guys do this off season, I'm going to be very happy to face you opening that. This is three winters right now with Hein Bloom, and Bradley got the most money via that trade. It's crazy. And like Charlie said, we were essentially buying prospects that Alex Benellis kid, I think he's a middle infielder, I already forget, 
but um but yeah so pretty frustrating i can't wait to take that one to twitter tomorrow uh the bluminati as we call them you know gets gets upset with us every now and then uh with stuff like that so yeah so let's uh let's talk some yankees we haven't really done that over the winter it seems like if they're going to add an impact starter, it's going to have to be via a trade at this point, because like you said, Kikuchi is the, the best remaining uh, free agent out there. Most of the starting pitchers went in November, but you got Garrett Cole, you know, as, as still as your ace, Jordan Montgomery, pretty decent. Who knows what you're going to get out of Luis Severino, AKA Clay Buckholtz 2.0. Uh, and then Jamison Tyon and Nestor Cortez. So uh, that to me, I mean, if I'm a Yankee fan, I'm a little underwhelmed with that rotation. There's improvements to be made. Um, you can never have enough pitching, especially since it looks like spring training is going to be condensed early on in the season. Pitchers aren't going to be stretched out as much. Um, Tyon, I don't think he's coming back until May from his uh, ankle surgery. Oh, wow. Uh, so it, 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 it's going to be light loading. Supposedly they're interested in Manaya from Oakland and Oakland's supposed to be doing this fire sale. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping New York adds something because we have the prospects to trade right now. Our shortstop depth is huge. We're not going to trade Volpe, but we can trade Peraza. There's a bunch of guys we can deal. It's a win now thing for New York. If I'm the Yankees and pitching's going to be great and our bullpen, I'm not worried about. You need a left-handed bat. Your only lefty bat in the lineup right now is Joey Gallo, who strikes out 35-40% of the time. I'm sorry, that's not good enough. You need a left-handed hitting first baseman. So there are three options here for the Yankees. Sign Freddie Freeman. Well, John Morosi's been tweeting that the Dodgers are very much engaged with Freeman. And then you got the Braves, who, honestly, I can't see Freeman outside a Braves uniform. It's kind of scary to think about. Okay, second option, Matt Olson. Under... Club control for two more years, trade with Oakland, they're having a fire sale. Or re-sign Anthony Rizzo. That's the last and worst option. Because re-signing Rizzo, you know what all that does? That just gives you the lineup that lost to the Red Sox in the wild card game last year, which I know you guys are happy about, but I'm still kind of miffed that I haven't seen Yankees baseball since October 5th. Um, Yankees need to do that. I don't want Carlos Correa. And it has nothing to do with the trash can and the, you know, and the insulting Derek Jeter and all that. I don't want Correa because he's 27, 28 with back problems. He's injury prone. You don't want a shortstop with back problems. You don't want one of your stars with back problems. We had that with Don Mattingly in the 90s. Mets had that with David Wright. Back problems in baseball do not translate well, especially Ciete with Christian Yelich. He's lost all that power that he had from his MVP year a few years back. So I don't, I don't want Correa, and I certainly don't want Correa at three hundred million. What, especially when we do have shortstop prospects. To me, it makes no sense to sign him unless it's one of those one-year deals. And Terry, you and I talked about that on Twitter earlier today. Unless it was a one-year deal with an option that transitions into Volpe with a high average annual value, because the shortstop market was so there was so much this year. Next year it should be lighter. Though I do think Bogarts. Correct me if I'm wrong. He hit, can opt out of his deal after this season, so that might be the only competition Correa would face. The point being, I don't want Correa on a long-term deal. I want left-handed hitting first baseman. It's the trademark of the Yankees with Lou Gehrig and Tino Martinez and Don Mattingly and Mark Teixeira, who is a switch hitter, but still, 
I want a lefty first baseman, and I want it now. I want him now, period. <laughs> so I think you're going to be really sad when Freddie Freeman goes to L.A. I think you're going to be sad that the Yankees don't end up poning up what the Athletics are asking for Olsen. And I think Yankees fans are just going to have to settle again because that's what's been happening. We're and I tweeted this back in... I get it, but welcome to New York right now. You guys are investing way too much money on a couple of players. Carlos Correa has never hit 30 homers in his, in a career. He's never hit 100 RBIs. This is a tweet that I had written last year. He only hit once above 280 or 279, 278, something like that. He is not a $300 million player. However, the Yankees have been known to overpay for talent, for lack of a better term. Freddie Freeman is not going there. As far as rotation goes, I'm pretty sure that Clark Schmidt's going to be there at one point this year. I don't know if he's going to start the year uh, in New York. I think he's going to be starting in the minors. Tommy but John, he was. Or he might. He has an elbow problem, I think. Or but no. Clark Schmidt is supposed to become a part of the rotation for 2022. Isn't that the expectation in New York? Um, I'm not sure. Not necessarily he might be i think he's going to start triple a triple a triple a i don't see him as someone i see him as someone who's going to get a start in a doubleheader or you know they're going to call up if there's an injury i don't see him cracking that rotation right now as it stands um i think louis is more louis hill to me i think is more likely to be given that option at this point um because especially with the way he produced last season for the yankees he came up huge uh, late in the year when we needed, uh, when our rotation was really just depleted. Um, but I could see Schmidt making spot starts here and there. He's a good young pitcher. Um, but honestly, he's kind of an unknown at this point. I, th- I thought he had some so, elbow issues, but I, I'm probably he's wrong. Coming off Tommy, I think he's coming off Tommy John okay. the year prior, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. So then maybe maybe I, I read that wrong. I thought it was expected that he was going to be not in the starting rotation to start the season, but I thought there was a good expectation that he was going to be in New York at, at, at some point this year. Um, I, could, I could see him making starts at some point, but I don't right. see him be like, I see him, you know, if there's an injury in the rotation or he'll come in, he'll, he'll come in from AAA. I, I see him starting AAA. And then we'll go from there depending on because let me tell you, one prediction I have is there's gonna be a lot of injuries early on across Major League Baseball because of the shortened spring training that we're having now. And we're coming off we're still coming off COVID in twenty twenty in terms of a shortened spring training. So right. it there it's a plethora of arm injuries that's gonna happen. Right. It's it's gonna be interesting because uh heel did very well. Um Domingo Ramon, what's his status in New York? He got re-signed. He, he's still on the team, too. He, I think he's competing for a rotation spot. He made some starts last year. For a time, he was all right. Obviously, there's a lot of baggage with Domingo Ramon. There's some stuff going um, on there. Yep. I'm not, you know, it, I, I'd kind of rather move on from him. That's just my own personal opinion. But he, he's still a good pitcher. He's still going to be competing for a spot. Um. I don't see him even cracking the rotation right now. I think uh, somehow, somehow Nestor Cortez, the soft throwing left-handed pitcher who can gun it to like 87, 88 miles an hour has captured the hearts of all the Yankee fans. And don't get me wrong. I love Nestor, but 
he should he should not be your fifth starter in a rotation. <laughs> Domingo Ramon, if he can get back to where he was a couple of years ago, that's going to be terrifying. Like if if you're facing him, I mean, he won almost 20 games that year, and he didn't play a full season. Yeah, I do remember that before. about him. He was suspended. I think he was he won 18 games that year, and he was suspended like the last month or so of the year. Right. Um, no. And, and you know, if, if healthy, if everything goes right, and this never happens with the Yankees, but if everything goes right, if Cole is Cole, and I don't, and the only reason Cole wasn't Cole in the playoffs last year, and that's no disrespect to your Boston bats, he was injured. Let, let's be frank. He was, was he? injured. He was. He had a hamstring injury. He had, he suffered that in September, I think, against Baltimore. He was like one and four with a five ERA down the stretch after that injury. I'm sorry, it wasn't your bats that beat Cole. It was his own hamstring. You know, he'll be fine. Well, he's great. We had just played. Charlie and I were at the game. I think you guys swept us that weekend. And we were at the Cole start, and he just completely shut us down. This is like two weeks before the wild card game. And then he had been dealing. I know he had been dealing with an injury later in the year. I don't know if it was after that start or before that, and he was pitching through it. But he definitely, I'm telling you, he had a hamstring injury. You, I don't want to throw, you know, salt in the wounds here, but you, you know, he beat himself. It was his own injury that beat him. Was it you guys? I just feel like they were working the count so much better that second game. And I mean, they, he was out of there in what the fourth inning. I, I just feel like if they didn't face him recently, I, I feel like it would have been a, a different outcome. Possibly that, that game. Cole, Cole actually went, uh, I think he went six or six plus, uh, Evaldi didn't even last three innings. I remember Evaldi had, he was tied for his worst performance because he didn't strike anybody out. He allowed, I think, seven runs that game. I remember I was, he was stat tracking that. If I'm not mistaken, I think they said he was tipping his pitches. He might have been, actually. It was awful. Like, as soon as the first inning was up, I remember looking to my left and I was like, (laughs) Terry, and and you said, first inning, plenty of baseball. And then third inning, we're down 7 0. I look at him and he goes, ugh. Damn it. Like that was the only reaction we had. And that was the the first game that Terry and I have gone to together. uh, And we didn't think it was going to be that. I mean, it was a Valdi crap. I mean, come on. He owned the Yankees. He did. And let me tell you something. I was shocked because LeBehu, I think led off the game with a single and he had been dealing with an injury. And I thought a was going to like, you know, Oh, for three, three strikeout game against him. And when he got that single, I was kind of like, like, well, that's not right. He should not be getting a leadoff single. I'm not going to complain about it, but he shouldn't have been getting it. So I, I, I'm fairly certain Evaldi was tipping his pitches. But just to finish the point I was making earlier, if Cole's healthy, you know, that's a perennial Cy Young candidate right there. Severino is the Severino we saw from a few years ago where he finished top three in the Cy Young voting. Amazing. Montgomery had, like, two of the best off-speed pitches in terms of um, movement, I think. His slider and his curveball last season. Some advanced metric, I got to relook at it. But he had really good off-speed stuff. Uh, Sub-4 ERA. His last start, I was at his last regular season start last year. It was at Yankee Stadium against Tampa. It was the Brandon Lauer, or whatever his last name is, three-home run game. And let me tell you, I've never cursed so much at a ball game (laughs) my entire life. It was like, it was pathetic. Um, But he, other than that start, he had like a 3-5 ERA all year. If that rotation can be everything it's supposed to be, I'm not as worried but you need you need more rotation depth whether that's getting a sean Manaya from oakland or luis castillo from cincinnati supposedly the mets are in by the way on tyler tyler malley which i'm kind of like huh i wouldn't mind him either um but yankees need more help much more help 
so much more help. Well, it's been quiet. I think you guys are going to end up with Matt Olson. As I, I hope I, so. I think that's the move that's going to happen. And I, If we've got Olsen and Correa, let me tell you, because I could see getting both of them. If we got both of them, I'm telling you right now, division championship. <laughs> right now. Celebrating right now. I'm still going Toronto, even if you get them both. I just no. feel like that's the team of destiny. Their rotation, Alex Manoa, is going to oh, be – yeah, and they've got Barrios now. They just added Gosman. I just think that's too nasty, and they're way too explosive in their lineup. And there was a tweet. I'm, I was trying to dig it up here. I got a different device, and I, I don't have the right account signed into it. But um, apparently the, the Blue Jays are going to make one big offensive splash this weekend. That might have been from Morosi, actually. Um, so... I don't think that's going to be Freeman. That wouldn't make any sense at all, actually. But um, so we'll see. But I think if Cashman's on the phone with Billy Bean, he's going to be like, listen, you owe me one. We took Sonny Gray off of you. And uh, that didn't work out too good. Please don't say those words. Sonny Gray. <laughs> but saying Sonny Gray to us is like saying Bucky Dent to you. It's very disrespectful. We don't do it. <laughs> yeah. that, that didn't work out good. But. We've uh we've definitely got burnt on uh some starting pitching though. Um and we do it to ourselves usually, but uh yeah, so all right, well I just checked the feeds and nothing new has popped up, so I guess we'll wrap on that. But uh we appreciate you coming on, Matthew, and I, I promise we'll have you on much sooner. The gaps will be shorter. Uh, oh, it's always a pleasure to be on with you guys. I got some good rants in today. Actually, I think I kind of helped myself back a bit because I'm waiting to see what they do. Because <laughs> let me tell you something. Let me just end by saying this. If the opening day lineup is Luke Boyd at first and Gio Urshela at short, no good, no good can come of it. No good can come of it. Yeah, and your uh, Texas outfielder there. Um, you were just talking about strikeout machine in your outfield too, so. Joey Gallo. Joey Gallo. That's right. So, all right. So for the listening audience, we could be back in another 24 hours. Uh, The shows can be, they're going to be very frequent here until the bulk of these free agents sign. And then, and then we're just three weeks away from opening day. So uh, we'll be back with you uh, very shortly. So enjoy the rest of your weekend.